Right. Welcome back to uh, September 15th, 2023. Get some water here. Mm. You know what I just realized? Today is the first day of uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, which is actually kind of a cool thing because if you didn't already know, uh, I am half Mexican on my father's side. Yeah, my father, uh, my father was born in Mexico, specifically in a place called Ciudad Juarez, which is an area directly under El Paso, Texas, uh, in a, uh, an area that's more commonly known as Chihuahua. So pretty cool, man. Pretty excited. You know, my dad's actually got a really cool story and I won't get sidetracked, but I will tell you that uh, when he was about seven years old, he his two brothers, his mother and his father all came to the United States um, and began working in the fields, in the produce fields, specifically picking uh, lemons and other fruit trees and things like that at the age of seven. And so he's got a really cool story about, you know, really just starting at nothing but leaving Mexico and coming to America and, and really making his way throughout his young life um, in the vegetable fields and then into the military. And then after that, getting out of the military after serving in Vietnam and then starting his own business as a truck driver and hauling produce and other goods across the Western side of the country for the next 35 years before finally retiring. And, you know, one of the things that, uh, that we were talking about at a barbecue, I'd say probably three or four years ago now is you know, I was kind of asking him about his, his childhood growing up. And at a young age, he was able to really like move up the ranks, so to speak, as a, as a young person working in the fields. And I said, like, what was it about, about you that you were able to like kind of get yourself known in, in that area and really make some, some progress and make a little bit more money than some of those other people. And he said something to the effect of, I was simply just willing to work harder than everybody else. And I just, I love that so much, man, because isn't that like the true spirit of somebody who isn't from America, but realizes that when they get the opportunity to come here, that it's going to require them to, uh, to really stand out. And I just love that, that immigrant mentality that my father had. So shouts out to my dad, shouts out to any other Latino or Latina in America, or even just listening to this message, man, this is our month. Let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's have some fun with it. So, you know, this week, um, I came across this, uh, this really potent message that, uh, that really struck a chord with me because while the context of it was primarily about abstinence from drugs and alcohol, it really spoke to me because, um, you know, this is somebody that I admire from a, a music standpoint, but also somebody who has done some some incredible things in business as well, and obviously well-known in pop culture, and his name is 50 Cent. And if you listen to any kind of hip-hop or rap music over the last 20 years, you probably know who 50 Cent is. And uh, he's a guy that uh, has, has really got a lot of wisdom that he's now beginning to share as he's kind of 
gotten older and out of the music game and more into like the production side of things and then just into into more business areas as well he's got a lot of wisdom and so i want to play this clip for you and uh and and we'll go and talk about it a little bit after that but check out what he had to say about his abstinence from drugs and alcohol if alcohol or drugs have that sort of pull on you it's important that you address it head on it's going to require a lot of discipline and focus but you can build a lifestyle for yourself that doesn't need to be fueled by booze or drugs to get things done I also understand that it can feel very overwhelming when you're the one person in your circle who doesn't drink or smoke. It can be hard, but I've been that person for years, and I've always managed to abstain, so it is possible. I doubt there's anyone in the history of the world who has said no to more blunts or booze than me. I've spent hours in cafes in Amsterdam, where everyone in G-Unit was blowing ruler-sized blunts in my face. I might have gotten a contact high. But I never took a hit. Snoop Dogg, Be Real, Red Man, Method Man, Wiz Khalifa. I found with all those dudes. I have a great time with them, but I choose not to smoke with them. And please don't say, well, they probably leave you alone because you're 50 cent. Nothing could be further from the truth. Everyone wants to be the one to finally get me to smoke. I'm like the pretty girl who won't date anyone. So everyone wants to ask me out. But I just keep saying no. <laughs> I like how he says, uh... You know, I'm like the pretty girl that everybody wants to date, but I just keep saying no. <laughs> I feel that, man. And, and and I'll talk about that in a minute. But let's let's look at this through the lens uh, at face value for what it is, which is really like the the vice and the distraction or the addiction to the drugs and alcohol. But what about this? Maybe there's a deeper layer here for you. So perhaps it isn't drugs or alcohol, but... What if it's food and mindless snacking? Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's email. Maybe it's your phone. You know, maybe it's something along those lines too. So I also want you to be thinking about how it applies to you if drugs or alcohol isn't really one of those things that you struggle with. But maybe it is. Who knows? First off, he says that in order to address the alcohol or any other distraction head on, you're going to need a lot of discipline and focus. So first off, what is discipline? Well, I looked this definition up. The dictionary defines it as the practice of training to obey rules or a code of behavior. And I really like that last part, a code of behavior. Because every organization in the world that stands for anything has a code. And by doing so, it will likely bring them closer to their goals. So if I know that, well, why shouldn't, why wouldn't I have my own code of behaviors as well, right? Why should it be any different for you and I? The truth is, and, and most of us don't want to hear this, but rarely do our goals match our code of behaviors. And this has been true for me over the course of my life too, on and off. But if I asked to see your code of behaviors, and then I asked about your current goal that you're working towards, would those two things align with each other? Most people, most of us, probably not, right? So, so discipline right off the bat is going to be one of those things that you're going to need if you really want to break away from this distraction, this vice that you're currently dealing with. The second thing here, well, he said focus, right? So what is focus? Focus, let's just make it simple. It's a point of concentration. A point of concentration. I did a little Google search here. The average human attention span is currently, currently, 
8.25 seconds. And I don't think I really need to go into details on this much because you already know that it's because we have so much stimulus coming at us from, from all angles these days, right? Like, we no longer just have one thing to do like we used to. We don't just hunt all day anymore like our ancestors did. Or we don't just have one job anymore or, or one child anymore. Or, I don't know, like one, one show to watch on Netflix anymore. Or one social media platform. Or, or even like one opportunity to go to throughout the week. Now, hell, we could do almost anything and everything whenever we want. Because we just have so much that's currently available to us. So why would we need to focus? So in order to combat this, we've got to begin detaching from what I call these, these problematic nouns. And if you've been coaching with me for a while, you've heard me talk about these, these problematic nouns. These problematic people, problematic places, problematic things. And if we have some type of like vice or distraction or thing that we're struggling with right now, likely we have these problematic things that we're currently experiencing every single day. We have problematic friends in our life, places that we like to go with those friends, and maybe even just like the thing itself. But what we really need to do is to start being more intentional with purposeful nouns, purposeful people purposeful places, purposeful things, right? Like you get where I'm going with this. I don't know if I have to explain it anymore. We have to replace the problematic stuff with the purposeful stuff. And we do that with focus. All right. So there's discipline and there's focus, but I think that there's two more behavioral codes that you're going to need to have in order to shake off a bad habit. So let's call this number three, self-awareness. Self-awareness is really the ability to understand why you do what you do or don't do. And remember this, we talked about this just a couple weeks ago. Awareness wins games. The more we realize the negative effect that the substance or the distraction has, what it's taken from us, what we've missed out on, then we can ideally choose to make better, different decisions, right? So self-awareness, we got to have it. We got to have it. And the next thing here is isolation. And, And I think that isolation gets a bad rep because... I don't know. Being alone is frowned upon. We should be connected. We should be in community. And and yes, I agree to an extent. But have you ever just disconnected and not just been alone, but instead just been with yourself? There's a difference there. Right? There's a difference. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Yeah, you can feel it. When you're with yourself, you aren't alone. When you're with yourself, you have your thoughts you have your experiences, you have wisdom, you have the environment, you have the ability to concentrate, focus, meditate, dream, think, all of these different things. You aren't just alone, which basically just means you're just devoid of of having anything at all. So personally, I do my best work when I'm just with myself. Recently, I saw this interview with a sadhu, which is basically a, a, a holy Hindu or Buddhist man. And sadhu is, is the word for it, S-A-D-D-H-U, sadhu. And he had said in this clip, he said, I'm at my best when I'm just with myself because I don't mess with myself. A lot of people sit with themselves and mess with themselves and eventually go crazy because they cannot be just with their self. And then he goes on to say, but I think that if one can learn to be just with themselves, then they're likely to be better organized emotionally, 
psychologically and spiritually. And man, when I heard that, like that really struck a chord with me because, you know, when I was going through all of my stuff 10 years ago, like we've discussed previously, I found a lot of my own healing spiritually and emotionally and psychologically by just being with myself in, in the, in nature, in the mountains, I found a lot of healing to be found in isolation. And I think that the same can be true for us as well. Now I'm not saying you need to go and buy property out in the the mountains of Montana and just stop coming to town and live off the land and eat squirrels and rabbits. And you know, I'm not not saying any of that stuff. But what I am saying here is perhaps there's an opportunity for you to be able to spend some time in nature or isolate just a little bit so that you can get space from those problematic places, those problematic environments. There's that old saying that you can't heal in the same place that you got sick. That's one of the reasons why I love hosting retreats here at my ranch in Montana. Very few places left on earth that are as beautiful as Montana. And when you can get out of that current environment that you're in and get into a place that's as beautiful and inspiring, as captivating and as wild and remote as a place that Montana is, well, then you can really get some space and think with a lot more clarity and intention. And I found that to be true in my own life. And, you know, as a result from all of that, from spending time in nature and isolating myself as I was healing, my intuition also started healing. And I think this is the a big thing that a lot of us forget is that we have this beautiful gift that we were given through consciousness and, and, and that gift is intuition. That intuition is like that gut feeling. You know what it is. You felt it. You know when something feels just right. You know when something feels just wrong. But the more that we try to mask it with vices and addictions and distractions, the less we listen to it or the less that it, it becomes relevant to us because we, we can't hear it clear enough. And so, again, my, my healing started to, uh, to, to, to help with my intuition. I was able to think clearer. I was getting healthier physically. And like all of these different things started happening when I started to isolate myself in doses as I was going through my healing and getting away from some of those vices. Now, we've talked about focus, we've talked about discipline, we've talked about isolation, we've talked about self-awareness, but here's, here's really the last one that I want to focus on that, that we need to add to this code of behaviors. It's direction, all right? Direction. Because you're going to need direction for two main situations that you'll encounter when you finally start making changes. Number one is when you find time to isolate you're going to need some new programming, some new inputs to be thinking about. Once you start getting space and now all of a sudden like you have this like wave of clear thought and you're able to like really put into action what you want to do, you're going to need some space to think clearly. And when you get that space, now we need to have the direction as to where we want to go from here. But here's the other place that you're going to need this. When you find yourself in familiar environments, because uh, let's be honest, like if you're really spending some time with yourself, focusing on your direction, building discipline, honing your focus, you're going to be putting some space between you and some of those problematic people and places that you used to hang out with all the time. And there might come a time where you genuinely want to go and catch up with that person. But you may find yourself 
in familiar environments where you used to, you know, partake in some of these distractions. And so if you really want to be able to stay on the path despite the environment or despite the person that you're around, you've got to have a clear direction that you're headed. All right. So keeping those two places in mind. So those are going to be like the, the, the big, like five things that I think that you're going to need in that code of behavior. If you're really wanting to shake this vice or this, this, this distraction, you're going to need to have discipline. You're going to need to have focus. You're going to need to have that self-awareness piece. You're going to need to have direction. And then you're going to have to be willing to spend some time in isolation. Remember, you're not alone. You're just with yourself. And when you're with yourself, you're able to really express those gifts of free will and clarity and and deep thought and asking yourself all of those really powerful questions that can help lead you on a different path. The next thing that he goes in to say is that it can feel really overwhelming when you're the one person in your circle who doesn't drink or smoke or for you enter whatever vice it is that, uh, that you currently are working through. And I know this feeling exactly because for the last, I don't know, let's say I haven't drank uh, in, it's been like probably nine, 10 years. I haven't smoked in ooh, five years, six years. So it's been a long time, but even in my circle nowadays, I'm the, probably the only one who doesn't. And I think out of all of my male friends, I'm the only one who doesn't. Out of all of my female friends, I think Gab and I are probably the only ones who don't. And so there's always, always, always a situation that I'll be in with friends where they really just want me to just have one shot with them. Come on, man, just have one. It's only one. You won't even get drunk. Or, you know, like I'll, I'll be hanging out with some friends who may be smoking and they, you know, they, they, they pass the blunt to me or whatever. And, you know, they laugh when I turn it away or they say something funny just to not make it as awkward. But, you know, I think really the, the thing here is that in the beginning, it can be really difficult to be the only one who's thinking differently than the group. And I think that there's a level of confidence that you have to have. And it doesn't necessarily need to be that much. It just needs to be enough to where you can say no to the situation and feel good about your decision. So yeah, I don't, I don't drink or smoke anymore. And that kind of took me 20 something years for me to finally realize that like, I don't need that in my life. And, and I stopped for a number of reasons, but I'll just give you a few that I wrote down earlier that, that I was thinking about. Number one is I started to become more disciplined in my running career and that required me to train more and more often, which required me to have stronger lungs and, and as a result, a higher level of performance. It just demanded that of me. And I just knew that, you know, if I was going to start taking this running stuff more seriously, well, I couldn't be putting in all of that extra training and pushing my body even further and harder and then go home and distract it and go home and like put things in it that were getting me closer to the result that I was trying to create. Like for me, that was just simple logic. But the second thing here is that I, I saw how it took the life of somebody that I cared a lot about. And, you know, if you've been with me for long enough, you know, that in October of 2013, I, uh, found my, uh, football coach and, you know, my, my, father figure found him dead in his home and uh what I haven't really shared a ton of is 
as I was looking through the house trying to call out to find him, I found a half half used bottle of uh, alcohol on his kitchen counter with a glass next to it. And it still had some liquor in it. And so when I saw that, I kind of thought that's what might have happened. And uh, sure enough, that's what it was. And so I, I just, I saw firsthand how how negative that can have an effect on people um, who are also trying to mask or distract or hide or numb. But then also too, I just really started taking inventory on how negatively if it was affecting my own life, it was distracting me from building that self-awareness and polishing my intuition and confronting the problems that I was dealing with. And I was using it as a distraction too to slow down or to speed up or to mask what I was uh, going through at the time, you know, like I just, I just realized it was just really, uh, having a negative effect on me. And so it really became an easy decision once I started to see all of that stuff a little bit clearer. And so it made it easier to step away from it finally. So again, looking at this through the lens of, any vice or distraction that you currently are dealing with, I want to leave you with like three or four questions here. Okay. And and hopefully these questions you can apply to any vice, any distraction to help gain you a little bit more clarity as to how to move past it. Question number one, please write this down or please make a mental note to answer it later. Why are you choosing to distract yourself with this vice? Be specific. Why are you choosing to distract yourself with this vice. Question number two, what have you missed out on? What have you missed out on? Think about this for a second. I'm not talking about FOMO. I'm not talking about like that fear of missing out. But truly, what have you missed out on? Important days, important moments, presence, relationships, what, what, what have you lost or missed out on because of this? Question number three, if all of a sudden there was no vice to help distract you, what would you have to face head on? Be specific here. If I could just like magically wave my wand and there was no vice to help distract you from the thing, what would you have to face head on? Be specific too. And don't say, well, I don't know either. (laughs) What if you did know? What would it be? Question number four here. And this is just an honest question. I didn't even write this down, but this is just on my mind right now. Do you think that with enough discipline, with enough focus, with enough self-awareness, that you could be a more effective human being without the distraction? Do you truly believe that? And oh, by the way, this is that, that intuition that I'm talking about here. Your answer is likely coming from your intuition here. And then let me just add one more question while we're here. If there was one small action step that you could take today, right now, in this moment, what would it be? Is there one thing that perhaps if you just started doing right away that it would make the ball just start rolling for you in, in, silencing this vice or this distraction, whatever it is. What's that one action step you could take? 
hope this was helpful for you today. I know that this uh, isn't always an easy subject to cover because a lot of these things are deeply personal to us. A lot of these things we don't always tell people about or realize the depth or the control that it has on us. However, if our goal truly is to be a more intentional, more effective human for our business or our career or our family or whatever it is, then these are those deep, dark secrets that we have to address and we have to shine some light on. And I think that with these questions and the message that 50 Cent left us in the beginning, I think that like that can just help to really just get that ball rolling. And if there's anything specific that I can help with, um, please let me know. Hope you all have a great weekend uh, and I appreciate you all so much. And uh, we'll see you next week. I'm going to go have some lunch. Have a great day.